Hey everyone, welcome to the Pastor's Hangover. So excited for today. We have a Christmas episode for you all. And yes. we are joined by some of the pastors at Grace Family, Pastor Hal Mayer. Merry Christmas. Pastor Daryl Black. Hey now. And Pastor Nate Ritchie. Hey, hey. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And <laughs> Nate, we were already laughing, guys. Already this laughing. has been an eventful pre-five minutes leading up to this. Nate said some pretty sacrilegious things he really right did. before yeah. we started. It's That's not true. Got. Very heretical. It's not true. I just said the Christmas yep. story, not like the story of Jesus, but like oh, I was about to say, oh, yeah. oh. okay, the, the movie, like the Christmas story. Um, it's a highly overrated movie. Wow. Wow. So, I, it, maybe it's because you watched it so many times on TBS. They literally play wow. it the entire day. Mm -hmm. But that is, what it's, is your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, because um, this made change. So it's, it's White Christmas, with you know, wow, great, great movie. But I like, um, I like Home Alone a lot. Yeah, but White, who chooses White Christmas? <laughs> it's a great movie. Listen, all the seventy-year-olds that are watching right now, they. They're like, man, I like that young kid. Okay. It, so you're you're banking on people that are over seventy to be able to use YouTube? Is that what we're going right now? And when they make it on YouTube, so they watch the Pastors Hangover. That is, they that's do. true. What, what else sure. would they watch? Absolutely, not ninety. Yeah, you can leave oh, all of your negative actually, comments to. to I do know smaller people that watch this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> How disappointing. And we're, we're in the Christmas oh, well. spirit here today. If you're on wow. the YouTube version, yeah. we are all in our Christmas ugliest shirts and sweaters. Yes. And if you just want to know anything about Pastor Hal, when I sent him a message and I was like, hey, what are you thinking about ugly sweaters tomorrow? And he was like, eh, let me think about it. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I immediately assumed I was being pranked. Immediately was like, oh no, I'm gonna be the sweater. <laughs> and I was like, I was happy when you guys all wore it. Your good. sweater isn't really ugly. It it's just looks like grandma, but not eccentric. Ugly. It, it looks, looks a little like grandma like knit. Midwestern. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you're getting ready. Which is to, an ugly vibe for me. To like get on, yeah, to go catch a horse or something. I don't know. Yeah. Got a little. <laughs> it's like grandma made it's it. It's festive. Yeah, grandma made it. So, regardless. Anyway, we're here to talk about Christmas, and what a great message that Pastor Craig did this weekend. Yeah. Um, on the YouTube version, we will link Craig's message below, mm -hmm. but make sure you go listen to it. It was really raw, and it was yeah. just Craig's heart on yeah. this season, some things you can take away, some things you can implement in your life, and I think it was really powerful. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys have any initial thoughts or things you wanted to share well, about it? It's always message? a fun thing when Pastor Craig goes, you know what? I don't think I'm going to teach this on like Thursday night. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I, this is not what I'm going to do. I'm like, okay. My, my first fear was that he was going to somehow teach the message that we're doing this weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I just think it was. It was just Pastor Craig just being honest. And, and it's, it's funny because if you have been around Craig the past two weeks, everything that he was saying in the message he was saying to all of us yeah. like yeah. it was definitely on his heart just the the forgiveness and the the peace and really that that decision to follow after god all of those things were there so this, these are things that are actually on his heart and so it's always powerful i think when you just get to get up there and just go guys this is what i feel like god has for you mm. and that's what it was yeah it was good i i was impressed that he showed up with a suit jacket i know mm -hmm. like he, you know he doesn't wear I, I haven't seen him in a suit coat since i've been here well it was a wedding other than that, yeah, he's yeah. like he hasn't worn a suit jacket in church for a service in 
20 years. So. And, and Debbie didn't make him do it either. He no. said it. That was the first thing. He was like, I look nice. And Debbie didn't make me do it. I was yeah. like, okay. He's proud of it. He's, He's very proud, proud of it. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so it's the return of the suit jacket. So I'm wearing suit jackets every time. Uh, nice. No, no. You've already worn them a couple times. I've worn a couple. Yeah. yeah, I've done it twice. I love suits. I'm a suit guy. But we'll see if I can bring it back, pull it off. Probably in a, in a Grace family way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the the message, just with how I was saying, just a place of, I just, he, it just flowed from his heart. Like you could tell, like this is something that he yeah. spent, you know, a, a time alone with God and mm-hmm. it just kind of just flowed out of his heart and mm-hmm. why it was like, it felt like many different topics in, in one message, um, but it all just like worked really well together because it was a place that like, man, he's been chewing on it. He's been living it. And he's like, this is, this is where I, the direction that I need to go. He on forgiveness, head on seeking God and, and not just seeking him, but finding him and, and living yeah. for him. Like there mm-hmm. was so much, so much greatness that came from that message that yeah. um, no matter where you came in this Christmas season, mm-hmm. you definitely got something out of the message that you can apply to your life yeah mm-hmm. yeah and we are just a few days away from christmas and a whole weekend i think we have over 30 christmas services yeah. so people are going to get a lot of opportunities to hear the christmas story mm-hmm. and learn about maybe some if they haven't heard it before some some biblical truths with that but mm-hmm. i'd love to ask you guys what are some like common misconceptions or things that people maybe don't know or don't ever dive deep enough to know about the Christmas story. Mm. Well, if you, you just want to go interesting, I know Daryl taught it last year. I did it two years ago, and it catches people off guard every time. It's the the wise men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of things. I remember asking everybody. It's always nobody wants to answer whenever you ask the crowd something. I'm like, how many wise men were there? And everybody's like, uh, then one person yells out three, and it's like, we don't know. Yeah. Like, that's one thing is we don't, mm-hmm. we know there are three gifts. There could have been seven wise men and four cheap guys, you know? Yeah. And so we, we don't know what it was. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. the second time we always have the wise men at Jesus' birth. He was not there. Mm-hmm. Jesus was two when they showed yeah. up. And so he was not a baby. <laughs> he should not be <laughs> at the manger. Right. So. He's a tot. So if you are, if you're hearing this and you have the wise men, just take them and put them at the other end of the house. And because they're looking <laughs> for Jesus. They're not there yet. They're Completely looking for him. wrecked everyone's nativity I know. scene. I know. Wow. <laughs> Jesus is a baby and a man. He wasn't a baby. Just pick up your, your neighbor's magi and put them in your yard. There yeah. you go. Just, that really throws people for a loop. Yeah. Like, because we believe that for years and years. We've sang songs about it. Mm-hmm. We three kings of Orient are. So we, we've sang, while they did come from three different places, they weren't three people. Yeah. So it was caravans yep. that mm-hmm. came. And so, and we don't know how many of it. So Probably armies. Like, uh, they, yeah. they were... They were bringing large amounts of like they had a lot of wealth yes. and you did not travel at that time. So, yeah, this is this is not a small amount of people no. whatsoever. Mm. Like they, they've got armed guards. They've got everything going on there. And yeah, it was. And a, it, it, was and a long it took journey. them two and a half years to get right. there. So they're they're bringing a lot of mm-hmm. stuff with them. And so it is a, it's a lot of people. So that, that throws people. And it also wasn't snowing. Mm-hmm. What? It wasn't snowing. And Jesus wasn't born in In D.C. In December. December, It wasn't Christmas time. So, I mean, we we made it, you know, December. Uh, And there's a reason for that. But Jesus wasn't born in December. I'm so sorry, guys. Mm. He wasn't born on December 25th. Mm. Well, and uh, just so you guys know, the reason that Christianity did that was to take over another pagan holiday. Mm -hmm. Basically... To, and it's funny, people are like, it's got pagan roots. It doesn't have pagan roots. It was purposely put on that day to take up that holiday so that the people would stop worshiping the pagan gods was what it was. And so, but yeah, I mean, does it, it doesn't ever snow in 
the Middle East either, does it, no. at any moment. So no. we should just have like a lot of sand around our nativities yeah. is what it should be. But <laughs> it's a lot of... Well, we're in Florida, so it works for us. It does. anyway. Beach Santa <laughs> and all that. Beach <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> about the same. Um, something that I love about the Christmas story is uh, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's actually 400 years of silence mm -hmm. uh, from God. And so... When Jesus shows up, it comes from a place where man, people are starting to question, like, is this ever actually going to happen? Mm -hmm. um, because of the the silent years uh, where where God didn't speak through prophets, and we don't have um, any any books of the Bible. It's like, no, those were that's a period of time where it was, was four hundred years. Um, but out of God's longest period of silence came His greatest miracle, the birth of Jesus. Yeah. And for for me, that's always um, something I hold on to because when I feel like God is silent in my life, I I'm reminded by the fact that then out of God's longest period of silence came his, came, came Jesus, the, the greatest miracle. So um, that's something that I love about the He's Christmas. trying to come back from saying the Christmas story is bad I know. by being all biblical. All of a sudden. And everything profound. now. <laughs> While they make fun of me, also what's really great about the uh, Christmas story is um, this is actually something, uh, for those that don't know, I'm the central student pastor, so I uh, oversee United Youth. Um, and it's a message that we just preached at United is um, a, a Christmas character that you don't actually realize is a Christmas character is uh, Caesar Augustus. Um, like the, 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 the political figure, Caesar Augustus. And yeah. um, what's great is in Luke chapter two, what you see is Caesar Augustus uh, issues this decree, which causes people to go back to their homeland, mm -hmm. um, which caused Joseph and Mary to go to Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. um, and in turn, that uh, by them going to Bethlehem, it actually fulfilled a prophecy that was yeah. written hundreds of years beforehand. And so um, though Caesar Augustus wasn't a believer in God, actually saw himself to be God, um, God was able to still orchestrate his will through Caesar Augustus yeah. to fulfill yeah. a prophecy that happened hundreds of years mm -hmm. beforehand. So um, yeah. that's something that's like, there's such little things inside the Christmas story that yeah. are actually big things once you mm -hmm. study and you get into it. Yeah. Yeah, God, God can even use people's moments of pride and sin to yep. do what he wants them to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the crazy part of it. That's why whenever people say, oh, man, I think I messed up God's plan for my life. No, he already knew you were going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all right. You you can't mess it up. Yeah. Uh, sure. You have the opportunity to be a part of it, but you can't mess it up. And that's why, I mean, you see all the prophecies that came true in those times. It's incredible. Yeah. And it wasn't just done through, quote unquote, God's people. Yeah. It was... That God used other people to to cause the prophecy to come true. Well, yeah, to speak about that is like that's like like God's will is like God's will it will be done. Mm -hmm. um, but there are things that we do through our um, free will that can actually be outside of God's will. But because God is a God of um, like he can redeem it and turn it for his good. It's mm -hmm. like, we're still not going to mess up his, his perfect will by doing something that's outside the will of God. Right. Um, kind of mind blowing. Yeah. The sovereignty of God. And we'll be talking about that in a few weeks. Uh, we are. <laughs> we are. January. That's awesome. Thank you guys for sharing. I think a lot of that is just, you know, just the next level, right? There is, you know, the baby in the manger and the nativity at your house, and some people see that and then they move on. But what is God really telling us? Like, what, what are the things that he left for us in his word that we kind of have to mm -hmm. look past the surface to find? That's good. Um. So I'd also love to ask you guys, you know, Craig's message this weekend was obviously mm -hmm. his thoughts on kind of what he's been reflecting on yeah. in this yeah. season. And it was it was super powerful on, you know, and it, you're 100 percent right. 
some of it he talked about in the podcast last mm-hmm. week too because he's just overflowing with with this insight and so what are some things that you guys are reflecting on this time of year or this season of life or you know is there anything that you're chewing on and reflecting on i think we'd love to hear that yeah there's some things i'm chewing on i mean it actually it started from what you just said a moment ago that made me think of this is you know that 400 years of not hearing god but mm-hmm. something incredible was birthed out of that mm-hmm. and so um I haven't been in 400 years or feeling like I don't hear from God, but I do. I have watched God birth something in me and through me uh, that is miraculous even to me as I'm watching it unfold. Mm. And to, to go through, go through a, I don't know what, how to, how to frame it, go through a kind of resting period or, or gestation period where you're like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what this is going to look like. Mm-hmm. I know something's going to happen. I just hope it happens sooner than later. Mm. And, and I'm actually starting to see uh, those things, for lack of a better word, crown and be revealed. Yeah, uh, there's so probably a better word. There is. Visual, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's it's in there now. Uh, <laughs> there's got to be another way to take that. <laughs> it's, it's too late now. It's probably, it's probably a better way. It's, it's out. I'm the only one that doesn't have kids here, and I still, it was too graphic. <laughs> it's out there. I'm sorry. Uh, seven-year-olds are watching this. So, That's true. Uh, they know how it works, know. yeah. But to see those things sort of unfold, it's like, wow, God. It, yeah. It's amazing how you orchestrate life and orchestrate situations beyond mm. what we could even fathom to go, oh, I was, I needed to be there so that I can meet mm. this person so mm. that this could happen and this can happen. Wow, you've got, you've got a will that's so beyond what I can see that it's amazing that you allow me to be part of that. Mm. And so seeing those things. And so I'm just reflecting on that with my family, my children, the relationships, and I'm seeing them be able to form and all that stuff happen. All of that as a result of us moving to Florida, all of that as a result of of us being a part of Grace Family Church. Mm -hmm. And so seeing some of those things unfold is just Mm -hmm. pretty amazing. So I'm just kind of being grateful, learning how to be grateful and patient. Mm. Mm. Those are not fun to go together. (laughs) (laughs) I always told people, I'm like, never pray for patience. Don't do it because God doesn't give it to you. God (laughs) God always gives us situations where we develop it. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing. Like God... I'm, don't pray for character. <laughs> I did. I, I had a um, a college pastor one time that actually goes, you know what? I felt like I've had too easy of a life and I don't have the ability to relate to people. He goes, God, I want some trials. And he was up. like, boom, Bro. <laughs> like it happened. Oh, Buckle like, up, buddy. Really <laughs> Hello, life. Oh, I was like, why would you? Okay. Comes. But uh, I think the thing right now, it, it's always interesting. The things that um, it, seasons of life, all that kind of stuff, having a nine-year-old and a four-year-old old really uh, my heart and trying to figure out what does it look like to disciple your kids really well and what part of it is in your hands because it's it's our first it's our first ministry and, and what that looks like and really uh, you know how my parents did it how do we do this in this next generation looking for resources and all that kind of stuff and it, it's interesting and it's, it's one of those things that's not simple uh, I, I, th- I shared this on the other podcast we're doing the advent 
deal with our kiddos and they're nine and four and it's very different <laughs> between the nine and four year old yeah. and then you feel bad when you're telling your kids hey pay attention <laughs> and you're getting mad at them for not listening or not wanting to read or not and you're like okay how does this work and how do we do this but at the same time like how do i make sure that they understand this is the most important important part yeah. um and there is, I think it's becoming something that all of us are trying to figure out because before it was, I'll say this. I mean, I was at church five days a week. The, the amount that my, not that my parents didn't play that. I don't want to say that at all. They definitely did, but there was a lot of teaching going on already that was already happening. And so, you know, we're not in church five days a week, nor do I think we should be because that took us out of our community and away from the people that we needed to be talking to. But how do we do this on a regular basis? And what does that look like? And, and one of the things is how do you have regular time and devotions? How do you have regular moments? And even what does it look like to raise boys into men? And I, I've seen a lot of stuff lately. It just kind of talks about, man, there, there's no rites of passage anymore for men. There's mm -hmm. no rites of passage. What does it look like when you're stopping, stopping a boy? Because we have, we have taken adolescence and we've expanded it greatly. Mm -hmm. um, and it's okay to stay in your adolescence now until you're like 30. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm just young. No, you're not. You need to grow up and you need to accept responsibility. And so it's just one of those things. It's interesting. I'll, I'll go ahead and give a plug out there. There's a guy named John Tyson, who's a uh, mm -hmm. pastor who has some really cool curriculum right now for uh, dads and sons. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's for teenagers on. Um, so it's uh, he, he's, a, he's just a solid dude. And just what that looks like and adding some stuff in to do that. But it is. And, and in the same way, just thinking about, all right, how can we as a church equip parents because I think this and I know Nate you've probably seen this like there's a lot of parents that would love love to disciple their kids but they have no idea where yeah. to start yeah. or they're brand new yeah, yeah. and they're going how do I do this what if they and kids ask questions man yeah they good do. questions yeah, they do. and if if you if you don't know <laughs> once they get into high school it's very easy to go well I don't know but that's just what we believe yeah and so just I, I would say this no matter where you are in your walk with god you can still disciple your your children one by setting the example yeah. two just doing it together yeah. and if you don't have the right answers that's okay go find it it would be better to teach your kids to go find the answers than to have all the answers right. yeah. because they're gonna at some point they're gonna have to find them yeah. they're gonna have to search for them they're gonna have to yeah. look for them because there's gonna be those hard questions and they're not gonna be next to you and what are they gonna do in those moments and so I, I think that that's really what's been on my heart lately is, you know, what does it look like? What does it look like to, to really disciple my own kids, but also equip the church to disciple and care for their own kids? Because that's what we want to see happening. Because yeah. it's not it's not up to Nate. Yeah. It's not. I, when I was in youth ministry, I was like, I, I cannot be everything to your children. I yeah. can't. It's yeah. not my job. God didn't call me to do that. Yeah. Yeah. The church is called to come alongside and to help. Um, but we do, we do have, we'll have time to time. We'll have parents come in with their kids and go, can you fix them? I was like, oh, so you want me to fix in one hour what you messed up in 18 years? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that's, that's just the way that I felt in that moment. Yeah. I understand. Mm. But, okay, well, I'll just say this, parents. Uh, the time to get your kids involved is now, yeah. not when everything hits the fan. That's yeah. it. Because that's a lot of times what happens yeah. is, oh, then we're going to go to church. And look, it's not that you can't. It's not that we're not there for you. It's not that we're going to walk with you. It's not that we can't do as many things as we possibly can. But it's make it a priority now. Yeah. If you want it to be a priority for them later on in life, you got to make it a priority now. But uh, and I know that sounds harsh. And we are there for you, and we want to help you. But we want to make sure you don't end up there either. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Th this year, give your children 
the the gift of discipline and consistency. That's it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There 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 is no substitute mm-hmm. for that. And so uh, John Tyson, I, I love when people come up with things that go. This is how we're going to help the youth. Right. And so yep. this was I get emails and DMs all the time of people saying, hey, can you answer this question for me? How can we do this for our children? So we mm-hmm. we even created a program called Faith Foundations, helping pa- families and parents go, here's how you disciple your children. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like. And it's not like, it, it's not like it's the most difficult thing in the world, but having a plan yeah. mm-hmm. works. Like even if they're four-year-old, it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. I, I was, I've been hearing the Bible since I was a baby. Yep. And for our children, when Tracy and I were doing it, it was... They don't have to understand it. We just want them to hear it mm-hmm. and understand the practice. And mm-hmm. this is what we do when we sit at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. We, we read a scripture. We pray. Mm-hmm. Get in the prayer. I don't know what that means. That's fine. I'm, I'm not requiring for you to know what it means. Yeah. But the more I speak it, it gets into your spirit. Yeah. It mm-hmm. gets into your soul. And then we can start asking those questions. And children, I, I thank God that our house has always been open to hard questions. Yeah. And my children have always brought their friends to our house for the hard credit. We, we, we're that house. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Come in and, and, and my girls and my boys, they would go, hey, dad, I got a friend that's asked me about this. Tell me what I should say <laughs> when I go to school. And so it's always been that. And it's be, not because I have all the answers, but because we opened that dialogue up early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is what we do. Talking about the Bible, talking about God is not an event. Mm-hmm. It's a way of life. Yep. We do this every day. We walk around doing this. We text each other mm-hmm. Bible verses. And so when you start making it regular and consistent, then it will have influence in their lives. And you can start at any point. And I, yep. and I talk to parents all the time and go, yeah, but he's 17 now. They're teen. Start, start. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Start. It is never too late to start. Even if your kids are grown yep. and you feel like, man, they're not in the house anymore. They're grown. Start. Texting them, hey, mm-hmm. praying for you today, sent, sent, sent you this scripture. Yep. That mm-hmm. discipline and that consistency does something for them. You can actually make up for lost time. You can. God can yep. redeem all of those yeah, years yeah. where you didn't do it right. It's if really you good. just make a commitment that I'm going to start doing it today right. and I'm going to mm-hmm. do it every day or every week or whatever that schedule looks like. This is a new thing that we do. Yeah. Start. It's a, that's the thing. Whenever I talk about legacy, I get older people that come up to me and they go, well, my kids are already out of the house. What am mm-hmm. I going to do? I'm like, you're. You still have something. Yeah, yeah. You're, you can you can still lead through that. You can still be praying for them. You still send that, and then you can be a great grandma or grandpa. Yeah, mm-hmm. like find a way to start. And wherever that may be, there there is not something that's too late. Well, I don't have a family. Well, then go over to the Dream Center. Go over to youth. Like yes. Be there's, the best adult you can be for the kids in the next generation that are coming up. Yeah. Well, there's always an amount of influence that you have. Yeah, it's like make worth the influence that you do have like yes you might not have the same amount of influence that you had when they were in your house right but you still have influence and god wants you to be faithful with that influence Mm -hmm. and as you are faithful with influence your influence continues to grow and you get to continue to speak into their life and 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 help them um set that legacy that you're talking about yeah i mean they say even though kids don't act like it the number one person the normal the person yep. they want to hear from parents. is their parents. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they still they say that and they don't act that way. Yeah. But they they still say that. And the greatest thing the enemy can do is to get you to go. I can't do anything. Correct. That's what he wants you to do. He just wants you to sit still yep. and not do anything. Well, yeah, and he's, yeah. the enemy's attacking families at the end Absolutely. of the day. Absolutely. It's like he understands that. I mean, I understand. I may have one hour with your student a week, mm-hmm. but they live in your house. Mm-hmm. And so if he if the enemy can. Con- convince you to not do anything and just yep. sit there and um, 
in this place of, Hey, well, you know, I, I don't have the right answers or, you know, I'm not doing everything correctly. It's like, if he can get you to believe those lies and, and get you to a place where you're not moving anymore when it comes to raising your family, then he's, he's one when it comes to your family. So, um, yeah, just, just, I, I go back to what you said about like questions is like, I think there's this expectation that parents, when it comes to their kids, they're supposed to know all of the answers to what their their, their kids are asking, but mm-hmm. it's just not the truth. It's better mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. not make up something on the spot or don't, uh, don't. many times I've heard of like, well, that's just what we believe. Like that's not going to help them grow their faith. What's going to mm-hmm. help them grow their faith is say, you know what? I don't know right off the top of my head, yeah. but let's sit down and let's, mm-hmm. you know, open up God's word. Let's find different resources. Let's mm-hmm. find the answers to the questions that you're asking. Yeah, it, it works. There's a couple, uh, me and Tracy, used to go over their house, older couple, they're 75, and strong Christians, strong believers. And we would be there with their kids and their grandkids, and we were like, man, this is wonderful. They've got a huge legacy of, of Christ in their life. And we were talking to uh, one of the daughters, and she goes, yeah, we didn't grow up like this. Because we were thinking, oh, man, you guys grew up this way. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, we didn't grow up like this. My father didn't get, he didn't find Jesus until he was 52. Mm. Wow. So we didn't grow up this way. But when he found Jesus and they started, his kids were grown. Yeah. But him starting changed the entire dynamic of the whole family. Yeah. So it changed yeah. his children because they were like, we knew the guy we grew up with. Yeah. And now that he's being consistent, living this walk of faith, we saw that transformation and we got to see it as adults. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. And so it was like, if he, they, if my dad could change, <laughs> yeah. it can work for me. Absolutely. It can work for the kids. And so it, it created this legacy and this yeah. whole new dynamic so cool. of awesome. no we follow christ you know wow so it's it's never too late though. yeah just mm-hmm. start where you are yeah. right yeah. and that influence can be incredible it can last for hundreds of years and that's yeah. what right. that's what really what we want so and that's start awesome. that's the hard part start start get, get over the idea yeah. of i need to know everything yeah. and I we've know done everything. we've already done it wrong this far yeah. who mm-hmm. cares yeah start yeah. God, god's like i forget the past let's move on that's super cool. Nate, any any reflections or anything? Oh, yeah. From um, you, from the, the kind of... So I think this Christmas season, this is something that I've been thinking through a lot. Um, this like, The Christmas season in general is one of the most exciting. It's, it's, it's happy. It's filled with joy. And at least it's supposed to. But for so many people, it's that's not their story. Um, mm-hmm. This Christmas season is one of the... When Christmas comes around, it's one of the hardest seasons for them. Yeah. Um, they reflect on... Um, you know, just hard times they've had in the year or lost family members they experienced. Mm -hmm. I know for me, it's like, you know, that's, that's something that I have to, I have to walk through as well with losing my grandfather years ago. Um, Every time Christmas hits, it's like, man, but he's not here. And so Mm -hmm. there's this, there's this understanding of how hard um, Christmas is for a lot of people. And it may not be the happiest season of the year for you. It might not be the most exciting season of the year for you. Um, but it should still be the most um, joyous season of the year um, because at the end of the day, the, the, the pain that you've experienced, the hurt that you've experienced, um, it's a result of a broken world. Um, and what the Christmas season is all about is a savior coming to earth to um, <clears throat> make, make new bring, bring, bring dead things to life, um, to bring, um, joy that surpasses all understanding. And so when it comes to the Christmas season, yes, it may not be a happy season, exciting season, but when you go and you make the Christmas season about what it's supposed to be about the birth of our savior, um, it is still the most joy, 
um, joyful season um, in the year. So uh, that's what I've been thinking through a lot is, um, man, when we when we boil it down, when we get back to the foundation of what Christmas is all about, um, it, it is a time of celebration um, mm. because the pain that I've experienced, well, this isn't my this isn't my forever home. Like because of what Jesus did, because of Jesus coming to this earth, like I get a better future. Like I, I, I get a, I get to have a place that um, there is no pain. There is no suffering. Um, I get a, I get to focus on the fact that Jesus came to, to, to make right and, and restore the, the, the pain that I I've experienced here on this earth. Yeah. So that's what mm. I've been reflecting on. That was deep. <laughs> and I, and I, I I mean, my family's going to go through that this year. We lost, my husband lost two grandparents this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I know that this is going to be not necessarily, a, you know, the most joyous Christmas. I mean, there's going to be a, a hole or empty seats at the table. So I think that was really helpful to just kind of keep your eyes on, hey, this isn't about me mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. You know, how can I take my eyes off myself and really put them on Jesus, especially this time of year? Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. So, Two more questions kind of floating around in my head, but one um, that I'd love to ask is, okay, so a lot of people are now leaving, you know, their house and their happy place and their bubble, and they're going to go to their family's house, which might be a (laughs) high stress situation for a lot of people this time of year. Mm -hmm. I know I have friends that are like, these are like, you know, like you were saying, maybe it's not, you know, peace and love for everybody. This is a stressful time. They're seeing family members that they have different beliefs from whether it's political or spiritual, whatever, mm-hmm. there's oftentimes arguing at a Christmas table yeah. too. So mm-hmm. piece of advice, word of wisdom to say, hey, I know you're leaving your, you know, safe place, happy place <laughs> and going into the unknown and, mm-hmm. but don't let, don't lose your peace. I yeah. think Craig, you know, talked about that this weekend too, but what would your advice be in those <laughs> situations? Pivot. That's what my advice is. <laughs> Stay home. No, I'm just Pivot. kidding. Like, I mean, you know, you can get it. You, you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the potential of what those conversations can end up being. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you get around certain people, certain relatives or whatever, prepare for that ahead of time mm-hmm. and pivot. Like there, there are people in my family that I know if I talk to them more than five to six minutes, I know where the conversation is going to lead. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I start to make my exit three minutes into the conversation <laughs> Right. to go, man, it, it's great talking to you, man. It's a pleasure. Let me, let me go talk to grandma. Uh, <laughs> Because I know mm-hmm. that I, I got to pivot. Yeah. I got to I got to move away there because I know where it's going to be. I know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And so you got to be prepared to do that. Yep. And so and look, Pastor Craig talked about. It. I love when when Jesus sends the disciples out two by two, and he tells them uh, to go and witness. He says, when you go to somebody's house and they don't receive, and you leave, shake the dust off and take your peace back. Yeah. I mean, you showed up with peace. <laughs> yeah. So don't leave without your peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes our frustration and our bitterness is that we're not using the peace that we showed up with mm-hmm. and that we're, we're leaving without our peace. And that, that's why we're mad. No, take your peace back. When you leave that conversation, take your peace. Don't go to the next person with the same annoyance and frustration you had with the person before. Yeah. Take your peace and go to the next person. And so just be aware of those things. I'm, I'm always fascinated when I hear people go, uh, I went, there was another fight and the same people were fighting again. And there was another argument and there was, you know, it's like, y'all know this happens every time. <laughs> why do y'all keep letting them talk to each other? Yeah. Like, why mm-hmm. do you keep letting it get that far? How, at this point, we haven't figured out ways to go 
hey, let's not talk about this or let's cut this off at this point. Bring a game. Surprise everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say something silly. Like shock the room. <laughs> like all all those things matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do this weird thing at our house uh, <laughs> when we feel like a conversation is gone going too far. We'll do this, and this this seems weird. We'll go. I'll just grab my phone. Excuse me. Hello. Oh yeah, this is awkward. Let me. I gotta go. <laughs> you did that to me the other day. I did it to him. <laughs> so. <laughs> did he just leave the room? Yeah, just like, bye. Just walk out. I must be Pastor Craig on the that other is end. Direct. <laughs> and so, you know, we we've made fun of it now, but we know we know when someone pulls their phone out, it's That's like, hysterical. okay, things have gotten too far. Yep. This has gotten awkward. We need to break it up. Yeah. And so you got to create those safe light- word. <laughs> yeah. 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 Safe word. You got to create Mistletoe. those moments. Have you seen that movie? In yeah. in your room with your people. It's your it's your family. It's your yeah. people. So you got to yeah. be able to create those moments so that everybody knows. Yo, this is my safe word. Pineapple. Awkward. This is not working. Yeah. Let's move. And without offending the room. Yeah. Without making it feel like now I gotta really curse this person out or put mashed potatoes in their face. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> figure that stuff out before you leave yeah. the house. And we do. We used to do it with our children, right. with our kids, because they they would have, you know, cousins that would also, and I would go, y'all already know mm-hmm. that so-and-so, he got a problem. So you know that. So mm-hmm. when you encounter this and this, mm-hmm. you walk away and go to another room or come get me. Don't be in there beating each other down. Mm-hmm. And then we got to break up a fight. <laughs> so it's like, prepare the house, take yeah. your peace, and get your peace back, and pivot, as yeah. uh, Ross would say. Yeah. <laughs> pivot! I, I love it. I think everybody should read the book by Henry Cloud called Boundaries. Um, and then set now, them. read that. Yeah, now. Read it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. I think it's all. I think it's all about boundaries and amount of time. Do not set yourself up. Do not spend an entire week with people that you don't like. Like yeah. just don't, or you know, it's gonna set. It, they they actually say families when it goes past three days, you just kind of go, yeah, we shouldn't be here any yeah. longer. <laughs> Especially when you don't have a close relationship, yeah. and that's the thing. Understand ahead of times. Go set up the boundary of how long I'm gonna stay. Uh, set up the boundaries of the thing you you just won't talk about or you're you're not going to, yeah. and then keep your expectations where they need to be. I think some of the people that get most hurt during that holidays season are the ones that's that set it. up high expectations. So what's funny is my my dad can be like that sometimes, especially with kids. Like he goes, I I set up this for them. I set up this for them. I'm like, Dad, they're two. It's it's not gonna be fun. Yeah. And, then, gonna and then he would fun. go and do it, and they're like, they're not doing. It. I'm like, they're they're two. Yeah. And but like, and that, I think that's why also he he loves all the different traditions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you just kind of go into it with the understanding of it, and then expect it. Yeah. And I do. I realize this is a lot easier for certain personality types than others. Uh, for me, there's been many times where I just uh, sat in the corner of the room and just kind of laughed. Because I'm like, why? Why are we surprised by this? Yeah. yeah. This is it. Like you, you guys know what you're doing. This is dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be involved in it. I'm not going to emotionally put myself because you're not re- ready to listen to my what I want to say anyway. Sure. And that's the other side of it. I'll just say this: is people don't want to hear your opinions, so don't give them. <laughs> just yeah. it, unless they ask for them, because I, I found out or very early on that people will listen to me and not change a thing. So there was I just wasted air. Like and that's, sometimes that's even when they're asking, it's like, right. what is it that you really want to know? Because right. I, I have some of the in-laws that will come up and be like, hey, let's talk about hell. I'm like, yeah. 
what is it that you really want to yeah. talk mm-hmm. about? Because <laughs> you don't want to ask you, questions. You want to argue. You right. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like yeah. you may not want to hear what I have to say yeah. Yeah. about it. And that's not. And I've been there before. Where it it becomes an argument. Well, I don't like what you're saying, but you asked me. Yeah. I didn't want to start this conversation anyway. Yeah. yeah. So like, let's, think, not, yeah. let's not talk yeah. about it. Tell everybody, let's go for a walk. Let's go do something. Yeah. One yeah. of the biggest things. I love the man, board games. A whole bunch of people in a room for a long period of time is just going to lead to something it's over not time. not a good idea. And that's the thing is a lot of times during Christmas, people don't have anything to do. Unless so you're just sitting there. Unless it's church. Unless yeah, it's yeah church. that's it. That's it. I'm well, saying oh. amount of time. 2024. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been in situations where it's just so stinking cold outside. Everybody's inside for like days. Yeah. And you get tired of people. You get tired of their face, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and true. so it's like, let's go do something. Let's do something fun. Let's get out of the house. Yeah. But yeah. 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 I think, I mean, Hal talked about boundaries. I call it an action plan, like, like set an action plan and like stick mm-hmm. to it. Um, because you know, your family members that, are the antagonizers, right? It's like, well, then try to avoid those people. Um, I had a friend that told me that it's like, yeah, my family's really great until they drink too much. It's like, all right, well then create an action plan to get out of there before mm-hmm. people start yeah. drinking too much. Um, and so there's, there's so many different things that you can, um, when it comes to expectations, that's a big one for me. It's like, don't come in with such high expectations, mm-hmm. like come in with lower expectations and let people exceed your expectations, yeah. not the other way around. Yeah. Um, but then I would say like to, to, to make it spiritual, get, like getting back to just the verse that I like when I put myself in situations like that, the, the verse that I just keep reading over and over and over again is um, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. And that's like something mm-hmm. I just continue to read, read over myself. Cause I know it's like, I can easily become angry. I can easily talk too much and offend somebody. I can easily just mm-hmm. not help, help people feel heard. And um, some, some of us at the end of the day, we know that, um, you know, this is the time of year that we spend maybe four hours with these people. And it's like, well, you have four hours of influence, like use it wisely. Um, don't, yeah. don't set up fights that don't need to be set up. Um, don't put up walls that don't need to be put up. Don't touch politics. Don't touch like hot mm. topics. It's just like, man, the fact that like, <laughs> no. keep, keep things, it. keep things simple. And, Christmas and is not the time to talk about grandma's will. No, no, it's not. <laughs> so that's, that's probably the worst time to talk about grandma's will. Um, so I just, just, just be wise. I, I would say, and, um, don't overcomplicate things. Awesome. Don't set high expectations. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Any closing thoughts as we, Head off to Christmas Eve weekend and all the wonderful services we're going to have. I'll just, I'll say one thing, just a challenge. If you are staying home for Christmas and you don't have family and friends coming in and you know some other people, young adults or families that don't have other people, just bring them over. Like Mm -hmm. just that don't have other people, just invite them over. I know it feels like, oh, well maybe, maybe they're not. Just invite them over. Like just guys remember the church is the family. We are a family. So if, if people are missing their family or don't have that other family, we get to be that. And there's, yeah. and there's a awesome. lot of new people uh, in Florida right now. Mm-hmm. Transplants, so a lot of yeah. People who, have, who are not near their family or not going back home. So, uh, yeah, extend the hand, open your door, just invite people over to be a part of that experience. You're celebrating yep. Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. So. And then what I'd say is make invite person like make invites personal. Like for me and my wife, like we're inviting people to come and sit with us at Christmas mm-hmm. Eve services. Yeah. And many people, if you invite them to your church, you're like, hey, you should show up. It's like they're not gonna come. But if it's a hey, you should come and meet me in the lobby and we should sit together, there's a really good chance that they're gonna they're gonna show up and and um and uh show up and, and, and attend church. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. 
what an amazing time we've had in 2023 on the Pastor's Hangover. So we are looking forward to next year and all of the videos that we referenced um, with Pastor Craig's message, we're going to link below. So check them out on the YouTube version. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.